following Answers for Elders podcast features author, innovator, Alzheimer's and dementia family coach, Faith Marshall. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio. And we are here again with the wonderful Faith Marshall, who is an Alzheimer's dementia expert and also the CEO of Awakenings Hypnosis and Coaching. And Faith, you are such a wealth of information when it comes to our our seniors and who have dementia. And obviously, um, this has been a really interesting time and we talked a little bit in our brief sentence about or two segments about you know meeting them where they are and communication and how to do that um tell me a little bit about you know where we stand now as far as now that we've been through covid and and uh you know there's a lot of changes that have happened in this last year haven't there yes yes very much so And every family has faced, I think every family I know has faced someone that they've either lost or know of that Mm -hmm. has lost someone to COVID that is, Mm -hmm. brings kind of that heaviness of -hmm. of your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And obviously the heaviness of that heart, just in the whole process, how does that affect someone with dementia? I don't know if the person with dementia Actually, it depends on their stage as to whether they can understand what happened or where they went. My mom still thought her mother was alive. Mm-hmm. And and so dealing with that with the actual patient uh, is, is a little bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. My heart goes out to the families that have been have been aware of all the things that have happened. And they might have a choice where they need to go to their loved one and tell them that someone in their family isn't here anymore. And how do you handle that? And how do you handle that grief? Mm -hmm. It's, I think we need to share it and say it and see how they respond. Their response might be sadness. Their response might even showing pictures of the person, depending on where they're at. Mm -hmm. It can be heavy on your heart as the loved one, as the caregiver, as the daughter, as the spouse, to have that expectation of sadness and then maybe you get it and maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's baby steps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All we can really do is take care of ourselves the best we can. Like they say, put your oxygen mask on so that mm-hmm. you can help your loved one or your child. Mm-hmm. So I what helped me most with grief was journaling. Mm-hmm. And it I, let the tears flow. Don't be afraid to cry. Mm-hmm. I cried a lot in the shower, so other people didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to have to see that with me. But it's a way of clearing. It's a way of helping yourself to step across that threshold mm-hmm. into what is life like without someone you lost in the last year. Well, and I think even um, you know you're talking about grief. You're talking about the grieving the person they used to be yes if they have alzheimer's dementia it's like when when you have the title of your book i miss you mom yes um you know the person that you're talking to is probably in many ways your mom but they're not your mom anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and having to adjust to that there's a grief process that we as family members go through and certainly also there's a challenge that we have when it comes to um 
you know, trying to deal with our own guilt um, just because we haven't been around our loved one for a year. And there's a part of us that still feels this responsibility, this duty to a loved one. Would you kind of address kind of some of those feelings that people might be having? Well, I think self-blame it doesn't really serve us. Uh, we no. need to, I think we need to acknowledge it, but at some point we need to realize what's in our rearview mirror is in our rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. And we're, and what we need to look at is how to move forward and how to progress and how to love the person that they are now. And, and remember, you know, you're, you're the heart that's holding all those memories for them. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. But in some senses, what has passed us in the past year is in the rearview mirror. Some of those things, you're happy to just kiss it goodbye and move forward. And some things we just need to work through. You need to work through the grief and do the journaling and all of that. But look for the joy. Uh, Look for what mom is happy about. Maybe it's that, you know, chocolate pudding you just brought her. But yeah. It's Well, I think another thing that you're saying is it is a process, but it's also, you know, something that it's okay to feel grief over the things that we've missed out on this last year or the things that we've, you know, missed out with, with birthdays and anniversaries or things like that with our loved ones. And, um, you know, we're all in the same boat together and it's okay to feel those feelings. And I think a lot of times, you know, we dismiss them. You know, and and certainly what you're saying is is that's okay to to grieve those things. Even to this day, you know, I I have moments where my mother passed away ten years ago, and I still have little moments of, wow, you know, I should have done this better, or I should have done that better. And those are normal um, feelings that absolutely you know, through the through your life, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so. And we, when we're grieving for something that happened in this last year, it's going to trigger previous grief. Mm-hmm. It always does. If we, if we didn't deal with the grief of like, in my example, my dad passing because we jumped into caring for mom so fast, the next person that I did grieve for triggered that grief mm-hmm. from my dad passing that I had shut down on. So helping to deal with it is a really good, good way, but everybody's different. Some of us were taught to not cry, right? Be right. be big, don't cry, and and so that's where journaling is helpful for people. True. And then just honoring it, don't bury it. it. Buried emotions can become illness. It can give you an ache in your stomach. It's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's there are a lot of excellent grief counselors to help people too. Mm-hmm. But I think that the thing with the last year that is so unique is. For those that did lose people, you also did not get to experience the closure that we typically do. We typically have a memorial. Some people had memorials on Zoom, but some, I've got three people, we're still waiting to have the live memorial and they did not pass from COVID, but they're still gone. And I don't have that sense of closure to mm-hmm. say goodbye and to uh, to meet with the family members and console them. So it is really a new normal and it is different and it is challenging and we have survived a lot. And we know faith that, that depression and loneliness certainly can escalate symptoms of Alzheimer's and dementia. Yes. And um, those types of feelings, you know, are certainly um, 
you know, part of com- a p- companion uh, feelings. Of, yes. Um, so it's probably in my my ass- assessment um, would be, you know, expecting if you've lost, you know, maybe one of your parents and the other one is starting to to escalate symptoms of depression uh, of dementia or Alzheimer's, that's normal as well, is it not? And how can you deal with that in the best way? Well, I am not an expert in depression, but I do know that there are a lot of experts and paying attention to that and being aware of it is very important in getting them the help that they need. Mm-hmm. Even yourself, get asking for help. A lot of us got were depressed in this past year with all the changes and the restrictions placed on us. And I think just calling out for the help that you need. And I would encourage people to do things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that helped me with my depression is just going outside at one o'clock every day. For some reason, it's the, it's where the sun is at. It's the energy, it's the refreshing, it's the fresh air and getting in a habit of doing that can help shift your mood and your energy a little bit. Mm -hmm. And well, and I think routine, like you said, routine is really important for those that have uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah. And if you're noticing that if your loved one is in a care facility to our listeners, it's very important to reach out to staff. They're dealing with a lot of different um, taking care of people. But if you notice a little bit more of a behavior change with your loved one um, that is in a facility or something like that, those are the times to have care conferences and mm-hmm. certainly reach out to the staff. Those are your entitlement to do so as a family. And they should be more than happy to sit down with you and talk about an action plan. And I'm sure that you, you um, specifically, Faith, can be part of that as well. Is that correct? Yes. I think just coming up with the step-by-step and what is next Mm-hmm. What is now and what is next is sometimes mm-hmm. all we can do is look at what is now and what is next right. and and navigate that that journey step by step. And, and the staff at the homes are amazing in what resources they can offer you. For those of you that aren't in a home and don't have those resources, then I'm happy to help connect you with the people that you that can support you. That would be great. And that's basically what you do, correct? Exactly. You work with families. And what is the process just really briefly? How do they work with you? Well, we used to meet in person. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. You could do a truth. Yes. Yes. Um, Getting the whole family and getting their perspective. And it is also helpful for them to talk, but Mm -hmm. also for me to hear each individual's part in this loved one's journey because mm-hmm. we all deal with things differently. Some are a take charge. Some are let's, let's just kind of hold back and see where I'm needed. Some are busy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I had kids in school and I had a brother that was retired. So he kind of did a little bit more. So each family is very unique uh-huh. in, in how they, how I can help them. But right. the first step is just having those conversations and listening and seeing what's what's going on. Is it all falling on one person's shoulders? Can we offer that one person some support? Awesome. And how do we reach you? Awakeningshypnosisandcoaching.com is a way to schedule an appointment for a call or attend one of the group sessions that we do the first week of every month. 
And also my web, my author's website is faithmarshall.com. And that's how you can find the book. Perfect. Well, Faith, it's awesome that you're with us. And everyone, Faith will be with us for one more segment for, to close out our hour. And we'll be right back right after this. We would like to thank you for joining us in this podcast. Faith is here to support you and your family on this journey. She will help you to come together in harmony, creating the best team and advocating for your loved one's care. So call Faith at 855-363-2484 to receive a $200 gift card just by mentioning that you've heard these podcasts. Again, that number is 855-363-2484. And guess what? That spells Faith, 8553 F-A-I-T-H. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.